This episode of Right at the Fork and the Gary the Glutton update is brought to you by Leanne Bach of Living Room Realty. Yes, Leanne has made the move. And you know, before I got to know her, I never would have thought that she's been in the business over a decade, almost, you know, half right. a, she's been in the business a long time because by looking at her, you wouldn't know that she has been in a job that, that long. long. Right, sure. But she's, so she's had a lot of experience to do some incredible real estate service, which we actually asked her to be here with us today and she couldn't because yeah. she's with a, she's with a client. Um, but she has made the move to Living Room Realty because every time she does a transaction, she gives to charity. At this time, right now where we are in our world, it's, mm-hmm. it's very important to be doing that. And uh, she identified that that was something that Living Room Realty was in tune with, and she thought it was a good marriage for her. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody understands the uh, Portland Realty market better than Leanne, especially when it comes to somebody who might be in the food industry. Absolutely. I've been I've been watching her listings, and when they come up, they're, uh, she knows the neighborhoods inside and out. So uh, if you're in the food industry and you want to be in a particular area, or you just love our food world and want to be in a particular neighborhood for a reason, Leanne's the one. Also, when it comes to just uh, getting into a house, somebody who works in the food industry, there might be some specific needs met because of because of how you make your money. It's you know and what you need to do at home. Yeah. You have a different life if you're in the, in exactly the industry. Right. And Leanne has all the answers for all that. LeanneBuck.com. That's spelled L-E-A-N-N-E-B-A-C-H dot com. And the phone number is 503-349-7890. It is time for the February restaurant update with our good friend Gary the Glutton here to talk to us about the places he has visited and places that maybe we should go check out. And we've we've visited a few too, but I'm not even so sure we're gonna have we're gonna have a little conversation with Gary here. I'm not even so sure that it's Gary the Glutton. Now he changed from Gary the Foodie to Gary the Glutton. Yeah. He's Gary. Gary, you got some splaining to do. What's going on? We don't see you. Uh, you don't have your social media any longer, other than what people see on Right at the Fork Instagram. Yeah. I've taken over pretty much the Right the Fork Food Podcast PDX Instagram account. Right. And we love that because well, we weren't uh, doing that much with it. Well, now you have a whole bunch of posts. Yeah. Anyway, and they're tasty ones, too. Um, I deleted my Twitter account. I deactivated my Facebook and my Instagram account. And it, it, was, a, it was a difficult decision. It was a rash decision. I almost quit Right the Fork, but we talked. And I decided that I'd like to continue to do this. Um, I, uh, that doesn't mean that you won't see me. I, I could reactivate my, my, my Instagram account if I want to, Facebook. But I don't foresee that happening. But it, who knows? I don't want to say never. But right now I'm ha- happy with my decision. It was becoming all-consuming, maybe. I mean, I, I even know how many followers I had on Instagram on the day that I deleted it, 5,938. And I was like, oh, I'm only 62 away from 6,000. Oh, yeah. And it was, it, was, it was like, oh, how many likes did I get on this picture? How many likes? And I, I don't, I mean, it was just becoming, uh, like I said, too all-consuming. And, and a secondary reason, which probably, 
I hope you don't edit it out. Is you know what? I'm I'm just not the the, the, the food scene in Portland recently um, has been kind of a downer for me, and uh, part of it is I've I haven't been able to leave Portland due to weather and family issues. I've been able to leave Portland for a few months, so uh, it's been difficult, and um, I miss the food that I eat when I travel, and that was just depressing me. And to this to this minute, it's depressing me. So hopefully, I'll get to leave Portland soon, and um, and then you might and then you might enjoy it in contrast yes. again. Yes, and I can understand that. I yes. uh, and when we spoke. Um, uh, I did. I don't think I did anything but just encourage you to just let yeah. time pass and yeah. and uh, go with how you feel and hope that you continue this. And if you don't continue this, we'd be yes. sad, um, but that we'll live. But I, I also find it. I was also pleased to see that you know we all have our uh, our the internet. Every, little parts of it are addictive, and uh, to see that you at least have an outlet now. Because when I, when Court and I looked and saw how much had been posted on Food Podcast PDX, I was surprised, and uh, I was happy that you have somewhere to put it. And I think the, even the pictures that I'm posting at right at the fork Instagram account, Food Podcast PDX Instagram account is it's a little bit different than what I used to post in the past. I'm not posting at all on right at the fork Twitter account. I mean, I will when. This airs. I will publicize it via the Twitter account. But in general, I don't really. I just not posting much on Twitter. Yeah, day, Twitter's so. something I've never paid a lot of attention to. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'd love to grow the uh, oh. Instagram on Food Podcast PDX. Can, can I mention one thing quick? I, I I do I do I still have my Flickr Gary the Glutton account. I, I, on Instagram, you thought I, you thought I posted like ninety nine percent of my pictures. I did not. I posted maybe. 60% of my picture, pictures, maybe 50. So every, almost everything is on my Flickr account. So go there if you want to see what I'm eating. You'll see <laughs> even I'm starting to re-rate, re, I'm starting to rate dishes again, 1 through 20. Um, That's good. I think people yeah. really wanted that from you, too. Was, and, and it's I'll, one thing I, to I post it, but tell us how it is. Okay, and so, yeah, Gary the, Fo- Gary the Gladden Flickr account. If you want to see what I'm eating, it's, it's easy because it's divided up into mostly into albums like a Castagna album from February 2017, a Han whatever, of, of this, you know, the, each specific meal mostly has its own um, album. Yeah. Well, there's a good source when people are looking for ideas on where yeah. to go eat. Go yes. just look at that. I drive them to Portland Food Adventures, too, to the chef's places, but yours is way more specific if you want to see dishes. Um, but just quickly, so you, you changed, but right before this happened, you went from Gary the foodie to Gary the glutton, and you explained to me the reason why, which I, I understand. Probably when you started, it was a different thing, but what was your reason for going becoming, going from a foodie to a glutton? Well, I've always been a glutton. I've been, it's actually been a misnomer to call myself a foodie. I'm more of a glutton. And I, when I started this in I think May of 2012, I really didn't think I had very many followers, so I just the, the first thing that popped in my mind is Gary the Foodie, and 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 it was fine. But at a certain point, maybe a, two years into it, I said, "Oh, I got to change my got to change from Gary the Foodie to Gary the Glutton." But I, I just for whatever reason, I just didn't do it. I thought, "Oh well, it's not, I've gone this far, so I just might as well continue to do it." And then I continued to do it, and this one day recently, I said, "Okay, I'm going to just change it," and. Uh, because I really am more of a glutton. It's alliterative, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
versus Gary the Food Gary the Glutton, GG. It's um, a little more that. humorous, too. I like yeah, the, the vibe. Yeah, it's ac- more accurate. But we're glad you're here, and you know, whatever you decide, life evolves and things happen, so we're glad that you found your way into the podcast and that you we now people can hear your voice and, and hear where you've been. And now, as a result of that... Court and I decided we're going to make concerted efforts to get out. We actually got out together. We can start with this because you had been suggesting for a while. Right. We got out last night. We, Court and I had at the counter at Han Oak, we met Peter Cho and had a wonderful Sunday night dinner on a rare occasion to get Court out of the house yeah. when he doesn't have to get up at three in the morning the next morning for his, his uh, deal at Kink. And so, you had a good time? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. great. It was. Uh, Peter was wonderful. He served us. Uh, he served us some of his uh, dumplings. We had a sample of all of those. My favorite was the fried, the dry fried chicken. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Korean fried chicken is very, very good. Yeah. Where does that fit in in, in your Korean fried chicken uh, hierarchy? Well, where it fits into my fried chicken hierarchy, we talked about. This. Peter and I talked about this recently. I said it's, it's not a, It's it's not as good as muscadine or. As may uh, as good or as good as may, but it's just right behind those two. Hmm. That's right well, that's, in the fried chicken. And you know what? That's pretty damn good. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's better or up to it. That those are high high bars to cross over. So I haven't had muscadine. Put that on the list. We got to go there because I love fried chicken. Sure, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I I love noodles and dumplings night. It's it's uh, Sunday and Monday, five p.m. to ten p.m. Um, uh, no no reservations. Just walk in. Very casual. Michelle Rucco's making um, some excellent cocktails. We had a couple of those. And I, I will probably go there tonight, uh, just before I go to Jolie Laid, and have maybe um, a cocktail and take some to-go dumplings that I can eat tomorrow night. Very nice. I asked for some to-go chicken, but they had just 86 that we were there a little later. But, yeah. uh, but he also, Court, the rice cakes, was that? Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the meal. It's on the, the, the appetizer's portion of the menu, the snacks. They were like little gnocchi. Little, they, were the, like, they were rice. Yeah, that's... that's rice cakes. Yeah, rice that, cakes. That's yeah, what that's I woke up thinking about this this morning because they have the little rice cakes and then there's there's the toasted rice that's in there. It just, oh, it was like, everything right. was great about it. And we yeah. got full before we got to the uh, the ramen with Spam and hot dogs and all but that. We, but we, yeah, we, we were watching... That. That it's called um, Budai Juga... Budai Jigai Army Stew. Yeah, that's Hot right. Hot dogs, spam, ramen noodles, tofu, kimchi, rice cake, cheese. It's just like a really fun soup. Um, uh, Pete, at the time, like when I had it a few weeks ago, Pete used some ramen shop noodles uh, that was left over from the pop-up. Speaking of, can I do a quick transition to a Han Oak pop-up that happened in January? The ramen shop from Oakland came up and do a, a, two-day, a two-day pop-up during the ice storm. So Jerry, JJ, Sam White, and Renil de Guzman... Um, drove up from Oakland. Well, two of them drove up from Oakland. One flew, but like they, they have their ramen broth in their car, and because <laughs> they were so, they're so anal about this stuff, they they actually drove up with the window down. So just to to, to make it easy for the ramen broth to not like oh, I guess overheat or whatever, go spoil or whatever. So until they couldn't stand it anymore, this was during the ice and snowstorm. Right. So. These these guys are um, pretty serious about their ramen. I had just one ramen. There were three. I just had one of the three, and it was Hokkaido miso ramen, and it was so stellar. It was the best ramen I've ever had. It blows away all the ramen in Portland by far. It just kills. And the ramen shop in Oakland 
is always busy. You know, you have to get there right when they open to get a spot. They're, 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 I mean, it's just one of the crazy-ass places in, in Oakland. Just outstanding. Well, we were sitting there watching Jin from Bamboo Sushi was there last night. So in the span of the time that Court and I were there, it's kind of cool. You run into, you know, everybody loves it, and it's Monday, Sunday and Monday night when chefs are off. So we yeah. ran into Earl from Paddy and uh-huh. Longbon, and we also ran in. We met the uh, the chef from Taste Bud, so we got to talk pizza. Alexander or Mark? I think it was Alexandra. If it, oh. of the two, yes, it was. Alexa- I'm pretty certain it was Alexandra. <laughs> it was really nice. Um, I'm going to just cover a couple of places that I have been that I wanted to make note of because we want to start. We want to try to keep. We'll never keep up with you, but we'll we'll try. Actually, Court, you've got a couple. Yeah, Where no, I finally been? after. I after, love that Court's getting that. After you talking about it, Chris and Gary talking about it, I finally got out to Hot Yai, right? Which I thought was awesome. I did not do the the spicy curry thing because. I'm uh, pasty white and can't handle heat. Right, uh, but we, did, we hit our limit last night yeah, on one of the dishes right. too. But I did do the uh, do the um, I think it was just the regular fried chicken with curry, mm-hmm. and that uh, that that bread. The, what is it? The roti? Is that what you call that? The roti? Roti? Right. roti. Oh my goodness! Like it's like yeah. heaven on earth. That is was, great. Everything was perfect. That is great. I got to mm-hmm. get back there because I just keep hearing great things about it. But I had that one curry dish that just yeah. like. Just me. yeah, the pork. Yeah, the, yeah. The, pork. the the other thing I'll, I'll mention here quickly because I'm still thinking about it even this morning is I uh, where we uh, record the podcast here is just feet away from Del Centro, and I went down there for a business uh, breakfast the other day and I got their uh, corned beef hash, the best I've ever had in my life. Like wow. uh, it was like perfect in every way. That's good, and that reminds me we promised to have David Machado part two, right? And we got to do that soon. Yeah. So we just keep making notes mm-hmm. of what we're gonna do. Um, Gary, we'll get to yours in a second. Just a couple of others. You know where I went? There was a lot of fun. The Friday night market. Um, there was a little speakeasy by the folks at the Bible Club upstairs. Um, the Portland night market? Oh, the Portland night market. Right. It's not the Friday night market. The Portland night market. Thank you for the correction. Um, and it happens. It's not every month. It happens every couple of months, I think. And uh, that was a lot of fun to go up to hit the Bible club up there or their, their pop-up and uh, eat some Alma chocolate and some other things downstairs. There were a lot of good things and ran into uh, Ryan from Aria Gin and a lot of people. So I had a lot of good tastes and afterwards, right two blocks down were a block down was Olympia Provisions. I had not been there in like three, four years and I, it just keeps reminding me that there are some incredible restaurants in Portland that... You need to visit. The new is all interesting that we talk about, but man, Olympia Provisions, that place was fantastic and really enjoyed it. And um, so that was cool. Have you been to Olympia Provisions lately? I have. Yeah, Northwest. I'm sure you have. What, last night? Uh, no, well, <laughs> Northwest. I mean, it was, it was a couple months ago. Oh, okay, good. Um, it was um, the chef from Bar Avignon took over. What's his name? Ja, it starts with a J, I think. I don't know. Uh, we'll uh, Eric Joppy. Eric yeah, Joppy. Eric, the J, last last name J. Yeah. Had that. Yeah, no, it's it was fantastic. Um, I've also been, people have seen me on Instagram lately at Taylor Railworks because I have posted pictures there and then friends have said, that looked great. Well, let's go. And do you want to go with me? So I ended, I've ended up repeating visits there. I haven't done that, but I still think that's one of the best chef's counters in Portland and the... Um, the crab dish is fantastic. He's got a lot of good things over there. I like that. 
But those are new restaurants. I have one new one that I went to, which was out in Tigard. I was going to get my oil changed, and I ran. I saw this food truck. I was I was hungry. It was called Jacob's Barbecue, and um, it wasn't busy. It was in a gas station parking lot uh, out in Tigard, and I thought it was excellent. The ribs were so tender. Uh, just sitting there, standing there, eating them, pulling them off the bone. So that's my new discovery. I bet you there's one or two that I am not thinking of right now, but I'd rather get to you, Gary, and talk about where you've been. Let's start with some um, existing restaurants that are not new and that have some James Beard um, uh, award uh, connection. The James Beard nomination was just announced last week. Mm-hmm. A bunch of semifinalists from Portland. A lot of great ones. Yep. Let's start with Castagna. I did two dinners since the last taping. One was a black 27-course black Paragord truffle dinner, and another was a 25-course lobster dinner. That I, I buy the special 25-course lobster dinner? Yeah, they're about seven. I mean, he did the regular menu and then added about seven lobster courses. Oh, for, man. For Why do you, those are the ones you got to nudge me and say, hey, Chris, this is going on. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, I think I saw it. I'm guilty. I saw the email. No, no, there was no email. It was just oh. mine. It was the email of what? It was the, the, the oh, dinner you, was for two people. This was a private but, scheduled dinner, and we're talking about it so the rest of the world can know that. Yeah, I'm sorry, but he's he's so good. <laughs> he he was nominated for a James Beard Award, Best Chef Northwest, semifinalist for like the, I think the third year in a row, and 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 really well deserved. Is Monique Su, the 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 owner of Cafe Castagna Castagna, was named to a was named a semifinalist in a national category. Best restaurateur in the United States. That is and fantastic. That yeah, is a, that's a huge honor, and she deserves that. And yeah. not many people you know her history better, way better than I do. But she goes back to Zephyro, correct? Yeah, to to one of those chefs that you know was the planting the seeds for what was to come. Justin's doing such a fantastic job because I always say that every single time I do this podcast. But he is one of the best chefs in the United States. I mean. Uh, yeah, one of the most powerful food bloggers in the world, City Food Stars, said um, they came, they, they fly around the world constantly. Um, they, they went to Castagna last year, I think it might have been last summer, and they finally posted. They said that Justin's, Justin, Castagna is one of the most underrated restaurants in the United States. I wow. Really and, and you know what? It's underrated in Portland, too. That's true. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Who in there, uh, at where, where Justin is now, who serves better food, him, Justin, or Matt Leitner when he, right before he left Castagna? Leitner's highs were really high. Leitner's lows were ridiculously low. I mean, there were some dishes that can even stomach. I had to, like, spit it out. Um, it, 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 well, you didn't Justin, have to go that Matt, far. Matt Leitner's highs were incredibly high. So um, Justin is a more consistent chef. Okay. He's overall the better chef right now. The Leitner's, Leitner's forte was creativity. And and what would you and you would say? Well, there's got to be more than consistency. You got to be. There's got to be another forte to Justin's repertoire. Or his, his execution is just incredibly high. He 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 creates dishes that are that seem seemingly simple, but um, are not. And he does. He do, he very rarely, if at all, screws up dishes. Wow. Whereas that. How many, there's, you know, most Portland chefs screw up dishes, many of them a lot. You, I mean, you can, you can cheerlead all you want, Chris. Most, most Portland restaurants really do, are inconsistent and 
really do not rise above the level of a just slightly above average G- restaurant Gary, just, compared to around the around the you know around the world. Clear, I to like Paris, Tokyo. Okay, but just to be clear, I cheerlead yes because I celebrate all the wonderful work that goes into everything. I don't like to because I don't like a dish, and there are plenty that I don't like. Um, I just don't like to bring it out in the forefront because my taste is different than other people's. Um, I still, compared to where I come from, came from in Connecticut where there were some great Italian restaurants and we don't get as good Italian out here. But compared to that scene, um, and I didn't get into New York enough, but compared to anything that I've ever experienced in my life, yeah, I'll cheerlead Portland all day long. Okay. Enjoy. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, you do too. You like it. Uh, you know, I, I don't see you moving to Paris anytime soon. Well, this is my home. Yeah, now I know. But And th- that that's what makes it difficult. But you, I, but you enjoy yourself here. You have a good time here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But right You're now just I'm a little just down on it. We all have that. Depressed. Right now I'm depressed. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just tough. But, you know, people like Justin, people like Ryan... Ryan Roadhouse, who has a Princess Mononoke dinner now at Notre Girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no sushi. His theme dinners are really underrated. Um, the, everyone wants to go to the hardcore sushi or the super hardcore, which are really popular, but the creativity comes out really in the theme dinners. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. It's the last yeah. one I went to there, and it was, it's great. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan um, Notre Girl is one of the best Japanese restaurants in, in the United States. Well, that's good to hear. So these are good things, you know. You're yeah. get, you're a little down, but, but, yeah, we're, but we're, finding, we're finding we're finding the sunshine here. Yeah, Justin and Ryan can't keep me. I mean, it just can't be those two. Well, they're they're out. Come on, there are others. So any other places that you've been? And Peter, Peter Cho, Peter <laughs> and Hano. I mean, again, Peter, is it Hanok or Hanok? Peter Cho. I mean, um, Hanok was named to a, a national category semifinalist James Beard Award for. Outstanding, a best new restaurant in the United States. So another James Beard connection. I didn't see that. I didn't know that he was nominated for yep. that. I thought he was Best Chef Northwest. So he got two. No, no, no. no. Uh, Pete was not named Best Chef Northwest. Oh. He was named best new restaurant in the United States, Ten Oak. Wow, that's interesting. Well, congratulations to him again. I congratulated him last night, but I didn't say which category. Right. So I, you were covered. <laughs> I'm covered. You were covered. <laughs> Um, um, and then I was glad to see, as long as we're talking about it, Maya Lovelace at yeah. May. I got to give her some shout out. Not that all the other folks, and I don't have the list in front of me. Greg and Sarah, Greg at Ox, Greg and Gabby at Ox, and Sarah at Aviary. Not that they don't deserve it, but it was. I was particularly pleased to see Rising Star uh, Chef North, Rising Star Chef nationally, uh, that Maya was nominated for that. And also, we, we can't go without saying that Gabriel Rucker. Uh, best chef, you know, nationally. What is that actual word? Outstanding chef. Period. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then, that um, he's that he's on that in. list. That's big. Have we? We've never had. No. Have we ever had anybody nominated from Portland in that category? Yes. Yes, a lot. Oh, okay. But Gabriel's been. This is Gabriel's second year. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, and then also, uh, well deserved Halu from Javier mm-hmm. was named best chef. Northwest semifinalist. That was cool to see that see yes. her on, on the list. I was just there at Javier yesterday, mm. eating one of the Sunday the Vietnamese turmeric noodle Sunday soup. There's two Sunday soup, two soups a day that every day that are open. Um, and it was it was you know quite good. I mean, I'm good. happy to see Ha get nominated. I've been eating burgers a lot. There's a lot of good new burgers. My favorite new burger in town is is not the Le Pigeon burgers, not the little bit little. 
little bird bistro burger. It is now the Superbite Burger Happy Hour Hamburger, $10. It's also on the regular menu, so you can get it on the regular menu, $16, which includes the French fries, or you can get it during happy hour at Cask and Superbite for $10, no fries. And it's a double-stacked cheeseburger. Um, it's got some grilled ground beef with a shiitake patty also, fancy sauce, dill pickle, onion, sesame seed bun. It is just fantastic. Um, I have to try that. Uh, that yeah. So that, that space has some good juju for burgers because Gruner used to, that was always my favorite burger. I heard that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I heard that was the burger. That yeah, was, that was always mine. I always liked it. He had a, he had a poppy seed East Coast hard roll bun. So um, that was nice. And, and Nick Zukin is doing a little burger. I think all of Willamette Week is actually. But Nick's been eating burgers like two or three a day. He, I think he just posted this morning that it was that he's had like twenty burgers or thirty burgers in the past two weeks. And I mentioned that because yeah. we we asked him if he would do a soundbite with us on burgers, so we're going to have that soon. Nice. So, and Guerrero Number One opened a brick and mortar just like the last week. Where Tabla was correct. Where Tabla is, and they have a Mexican burger that I really enjoyed. Painted ah. Hills beef patties, American cheese, chicharron de casa. The queso, tamarind, tomato, habanero slaw, guacamole, mayo. Love that burger. The patty needs to be a little bit bigger, but that's the only main criticism of that burger. The patty doesn't quite fit the size of the bun. So make the patty just a little bit bigger, and you got it. Even if you have to raise it a dollar, I'll pay it. Just, you know, make the patty equal to the size of the the bun. Oh, any other... Gripes that you have with any, any other chefs, so we can make sure they're listening to the podcast, so they can uh, they can fix their problems. I don't think we have that top much time. But I need, I'll, move on. <laughs> I'll move on to the, th- the third one. Burger Stevens. Oh, you had Don on last week. Yeah, just uh, had I, him on the podcast. So that would favorite, be go, go back three two weeks. My favorite fast food burger in town. I mean, it's just nice burger, Don. Waiting for your brick and mortar. I, I went to Burger Stevens. Oh, after, you did after, after, after we, the podcast. After we had not that very day, but the the, the day following. And oh yeah, I, I would agree with you on that, Gary. It's delicious. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. And you went in the winter, so good for I you. Well, I and, out, and, I've only gone on nice summer days. Yeah, and Don, and Don pointed out because I think th- he says these are burgers you have to eat pretty much right when you get them. You can't like transport them home because the way that you know, well, especially if you're eating it with fries. Right, you can't let no, the, fr- you can't you can't let the fries, fries go over nope. five minutes. True. But I, I, I did. I had. I mean, I was. It was one of those days. I mean, like there was no place to sit. It was cold. I mean, there, right. there is a place to sit, but I just didn't want. It was so cold. It yeah. was Ugly out. So actually, Colin Yoshimoto, who owns Pokemon, Pokemon is the one who drove. So we took it back to. Pokemon. I was just about to ask right. how you got there. Yeah. So, so I need to do. You and I have done food cart one food cart tour before. Yes. Where we drove around. We need to do that again, and we actually need to just do a Southwest thing. We get you to oh. Paiche and some other places that you don't okay. usually go. And I got to bring you to Otto and Anita's. Okay. Some, um, see what you think re- of that. You're going to hate it. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> the new restaurants that have opened up. Where is that the zipper? Joanna is back. Oh, yeah. How's that? Um, it, it, I really, really in, in, enjoyed my, um, my, my where's lunch last week. I went on opening day. And uh, I, I like the Chinese sausage bao. The salmon ceviche was delicious, as was the, the rice bowl. So there are about 10 items, and she has some daily specials. This may be, this, this smaller space may be more suitable for what Joanna wants to do. And I think, she, and I hope she'll be successful 
at the zipper. What else is at the zipper? And by the way, I, I concur with you. I love Johanna, and I hope, I'm sure, that she had a big smile on her face when she was serving you whatever she was serving you that day, well, opening what, what, in the new spot. What, what's hard is, uh, I mean, like, I'm not, I, at the time when Smart was, was around, most of the time it was just too spicy for me, but because of Longbond, Earl got me used to, to spice, and now I can handle spice more. And she, Joanna really loves to season her food, and sometimes I, I'm not, that's not really my thing when it becomes, like, she, she likes salt or some form of salt, and it's just, it just can be a bit much for me at times, but I thought it was, it, it seemed to be dialed back a little bit enough, so I really enjoyed what I ate for the most part at, at, at Where's at the Zipper. It was, it was, it was good. So good luck to uh, Joanna at the Zipper, and please go and visit her and eat her food. I, I actually like to hear that. I was out at Nona for brunch yesterday with Court friend, Court's friend and mine, Jamie Mustard, and we were talking about it, and he thought that um, just what you cited, small, the old smalls, small wares was a little bit too spicy and um, seasoned for him. So I'm glad to hear that maybe the, the slight changes because that was the case. I loved her food, um, but, you know, if you dial it back in spice, I'm always a little happier than if it's going over the, overboard. And another new restaurant, uh, I don't know if it's called a restaurant, but another new place that just opened last week, late last week, is Stacked Sandwich from Gabriel, Gabriel Pescuzzi. He, he was a sh- the opening chef. Was he the opening chef? I mean, he was not the opening chef at Mullen Whiskey Library. He followed Derek Hansen. Um, but he, he's just trying to use that word again, elevate some sandwiches um, in Portland. And where but, is that? It's, it's near... It's just off of Grand near Hawthorne. Just is more toward the where more toward the river, mm-hmm. but just a block or two from Hawthorne and like Grand. Okay. And um, what was nearby? I can't remember anything really nearby, but you know, walking distance from Monada, you know, things like that. So it's in that area. And I had four of the sandwiches. The one I really enjoyed was the roasted lamb leg sandwich with chef pesto oil. Uh, pesto, oil, cured tomatoes, pickled onion, Calabrian chili, aioli, lettuce, and um, it was it was really one of my fa- is now one of my favorite sandwiches in Portland. The, the roasted lamb leg sandwiches. If one likes cheese on their sandwich, get get the meatball sandwich or the fried cauliflower sandwich. Um, you like Gabriel? I guess must like cheese because there's a lot of cheese on both those sandwiches. So if you if you like cheese, go get the meatball sandwich or fried cauliflower fried cauliflower sandwich. Cool, and uh, yeah, they were busy. And one of the one of the cocktail the cocktails are being curated by a former Multnomah Whiskey Library bartender, and um, see Blazer Games at night, 70, 75 inch screen. They'll be busy for lunch, no doubt about it. Um, nice place, go visit. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear. That, you know, based on what you said before, I'm glad, you know it sounds like you're okay. That you're having some good. You're enjoying your dining experiences here. But for every good thing on the menu, there's one thing that I feel like I, I wish I hadn't paid for it for another dish. So it's like you, one for one. Do you mention? You know, do you mention that to chefs when you're yeah, really? Yeah, I, I told I told Gabriel the same thing. I'm telling I'm telling you what I just told him about the cheese. Mm-hmm. I mean I I mean yeah. If they ask, I'll tell you right to your face. Okay, I always couch it with this is just my opinion because well, I think that's a foregone conclusion. Well, yeah, but I but, I also think. 
I just think it's one thing to talk to a chef, and I just—I guess that softens it for me. But at least going publicly, I don't—I don't like to state that my palate is the one that people should be using as a basis for something so good. Although I'm—I'm I'm perfectly fine with telling someone when I think something is fantastic, and the places I usually mention are not the ones that you're mentioning. So, to each their own. Yep. So. Yep. Did you know Pip's Original has some secret menu items? No. Um, go to Instagram, and Nate will put, uh, Nate Snell, who, who owns yes. um, Pip's, will put some of the secret menu items on Instagram. I've had two of them recently, one called the Elvis, with candied bacon, maple jam, banana custard, sweet peanut butter sauce, Ooh. and also something called the banana split, which is a cinnamon sugar donut topped with house-made banana custard cream, then drizzled with warm Nutella and toasted coconut. Why isn't that on the regular menu? Why does that have to be on the secret menu? Because he wants a secret menu. we got to have something on the secret menu. It's no longer secret. At least, so, but is that something that stays, like if you went in a year from now and said, I want this, they'll make it? Or is this just That's a, a good question. monthly I, changing super men, uh, secret menu? Well, I went on Instagram and I looked. I said, oh, that looks like a secret menu item. So I just went up to the counter and said, can I have the banana split? I said, sure. Did you so, post it? Did you post it on the food podcast PDX yep. Instagram? Yep. All right. Well, then we'll get Nate to comment in the comments on that post, uh, whether it's a monthly thing, a weekly thing, or it's always there. I, well, we had a long talk about a lot of things, and I think he always has secret menu item stuff. And I don't know if you can just go to the counter and just say, "I want a secret menu item." I haven't done that yet because I think there he's. I think he's. I don't know. I don't hate to quote him because I'm not quoting him. I thought he said there's like. Always like a few, like five to ten secret menu items stuff that you can get off the menu. I said, "Oh, okay." Are there enough that you know of that we could do a, a secret menu pod, a no. secret menu soundbite? Either PDX did a secret menu item list like oh. last year. Oh, they're and, way ahead of us. Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I can probably figure some stuff out. Maybe if I. Oh, maybe we can have actually we can have Maddie, Maddie on have to Maddie do on. to do that because he's the one who did the research on it. So let's do that, or maybe Matt did too. I don't know. Um, I mean, Chad Walsh or I Matt? mean, Chad. Yes, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. You said Matt. I was thinking something. Um, Chad. Yes. Um, I mean, I've been. T- we have to have Chad on the podcast too. I really like Chad Walsh. I don't think he's been on. Ever. He has. He did the first oh. year. He did okay. a. Uh, I don't remember what the topic was. Neighborhood places. I don't. I don't remember. But. Um, but it was when we were doing it differently. We weren't actually interacting, and it was just a file that he sent in. Um, at any rate, thank you so much for doing. You have any more? Are we yeah, done? Quick one. Shizuku by Chef Naoko. I knew we'd have another. Um, I had she, to ask. She did. She was doing lunches for many years, and recently, maybe because of the remodel she did, she had. Um, Kengo Kuma and his firm, I'm assuming it's a he, <laughs> um, redesign the restaurant. And Ken- Kengo is responsible for um, the $34 million renovation of the Portland Japanese Garden. And his firm also is um, building, helping to design and build, I don't know about building, design the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Stadium, mm. I think, or something like that. It's just, he's the, the Kengo is the man. I feel really embarrassed if Kengo's a woman, but I just assume it's a man. Um, but the redesign of, the sh- of Shizuku is really gorgeous inside. One of the prettiest Portland restaurants. Where is that? I have never been, and it's not something I would think of, so I'm glad you mentioned it. It's by Portland State University. It's about two blocks 
toward heading toward the freeway from the Safeway near Portland State University. Okay. And it's uh, she still serves lunch, bento box lunches, but now she's doing dinner. And I actually went three times, and the last time was I took my really old dad, <laughs> my cousin, and his How wife. How often do you go out to eat with your dad? No, I, I take him out every week to McDonald's. He likes McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's What's week. your favorite thing at McDonald's? Um, I, I, I get the classic hamburger every week, but I also get the, the grilled chicken snack wrap without the, without the ranch sauce. But you can, they have barbecue, little barbecue buckets that you can get. So I get two of those barbecue buckets, buy two of the grilled snack wrap, chicken snack wrap sandwiches, put, put the little barbecue sauce in it, and boom. <laughs> I am, I'm amused by, we're sitting in the studio, and I am just amused by the idea of telling Court afterwards, just edit it to start at that, the McDonald's I'm, part. This is why we love you, Gary, because <laughs> you give us this, this vast range of food like options whether it be from a michelin uh you know ranked place to mcdonald's which is just awesome right and yeah. you know i often wonder i ask people all the time yeah when was the last time you had mcdonald's it's you know we have to go there once in a while yeah i'm there actually quite a bit though literally every week pretty i'm, much I'm partial week. to that little sausage biscuit for what was a dollar which is now a dollar 40 mm. and the dollar coffee to me Dollar coffee, yeah. Yeah, you can't beat that. And we had we had Din Johnson from Ristretto on and asked him about Starbucks and McDonald's, and he said he'd go McDonald's cafe coffee before he went oh. Starbucks. Oh, I didn't I didn't hear that part. I listened to like at least half that with Nancy and Din. Yeah, but I, I didn't. It must have been toward the end. I thought that was pretty cool, and I love the fact that you know I really like when people aren't snobs about you know you can't go there, you can't do that. Because it exists, and you know it's part of our culture. I have, culture. I have a nine and eleven year old. I have to go there sometimes. Yeah. yeah. One quick thing: what what is it like to restaurant crawl with me? Well, you kind of know Chris. Yeah. And um, Picho and his wife Sun Young Park. They yeah. now know. By the way, she she's so delightful. Oh, we she met is. Her last night. Um. Yeah, we did we did um, five restaurants in every single quadrant of Portland in six hours last week. So what were the five? Uh, started off a Superbite. Okay. A Taula. Nice. Bit House, because we had to wait to get nice. Kachka. You're eating well. Because I and drinking well. Bit House. And drinking well. I, I didn't drink that much. I kind of, I didn't drink that much. Well, I kind of did. No, I did. I don't, <laughs> then, then, then Kachka, and what? then Dame. Wow, that's a, and that's not a geographically centralized situation. No. all four quadrants of Portland. Right, Nice. So, that's yeah. a nice night of eating. That's 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 literally if someone comes to Portland and if you say, well, if you want to eat like Gary, here's what you need to do in one night. That would be a pretty good way of handling it. Yeah, I, I posted a couple of pictures on the Riot the Fork um, Instagram feed if you want to see some pictures of Pete, Sun Young Park, and myself. Well, I didn't take any pictures of myself. Fantastic! You should be selling. You should be selling that opportunity to. <laughs> Someone, someone to take you around and eat. So, so, someone asked me that this weekend if I wanted to do that. Like, yeah, you could do it. Yeah, restaurant you, call with strangers. No I thanks. I guess you could do it, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to dress up the, the way you were the first time I saw you at DSC. Oh no, I think I like to dress up right the way I am right now, or the one I when I, I took the picture of the wrestling singlet and the bike helmet. Right. There we go. There so we go. I have yet to see you really tanked and really drunk. So I maybe I need to go oh, on one of these. Yeah, calls. well that's been too frequent. Too often. To play well, maybe that has something to do with what you were talking about before. Chill out. Well, 
<laughs> I, well, maybe the depression is leading to the drinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Chicken in the egg. Just thought. All right, well, we'll, okay. we'll hope that, uh, that the sunlight that hope, that's coming soon, we hope, at some point, okay. will, uh, will make you feel a little brighter. We'll but, find out next time we do the podcast. Yeah, we re- really appreciate that you were here again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Leanne Bach. Choosing the right realtor can make or break the buying or selling experience in real estate. Leanne Bach is in tune with the ever-changing Portland landscape, especially as it pertains to our food and restaurant world. Why not work with someone who's in step with you and has years of experience to work on your behalf? Find Leanne at leannebach.com. L-E-A-N-N-E-B-A-C-H.com. Zupans. Unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland, West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. Food Trekking World. Coming soon in Portland is Food Trekking World, the world's largest convention of trade professionals. Food and beverage meet travel and hospitality. Business-to-business appointments, speeches, and hundreds of professionals you'll want to meet from all over the world. It's April 2nd through the 4th at the Sentinel Hotel. Find out more at foodtrekkingworld.org. That's trekking with two Ks. For our listeners only, use promo code FORK, F-O-R-K, and get $200 off right now. And by Portland Food Adventures. Did you know you can eat and drink your way through Europe with chefs like Atala's Jose Chesa and Lardo's Rick Gencarelli? Join Right at the Fork host Chris Angelus and his great chef friends for these trips of a lifetime to Barcelona and Tuscany in September and October. Get to PortlandFoodAdventures.com and click on the blog tab to see pricing and itineraries. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angelus and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Right